right now, do you think there's a chance in hell that the Democrats would vote to give Republicans two more seats in the Senate for the next cycle? Yeah, no. Absolutely not. But, but I think for me, that is what is so broken about, about the whole system, about the whole system is right. that it should not be about that. And yeah, I think that's, that's why I get feisty. I get, I get angry at either team when it, when it is about that. Cause like get the, get the money out of it, get the whatever, like this yeah. is supposed to be what's best for the citizens of this country instead of like, no, I'm just going to vote this way. Cause that's what team I'm on. No, yeah, you're supposed to vote for me. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. Uh, okay. Hey. All right. We're back. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Back again. Back again. Mm-hmm. I know. It's great. All right. So we are back, and yes. we have our big drawing for our flyover swag. Yeah. And we have all of our contestants in the, if you can hear it. Oh, mm-hmm. you go. Oh, am I gonna get in trouble for that? No. I have to draw it, or you're gonna draw it. I'm you, gonna make you I, draw. It. You hold the cup then. Yeah. So, all right. So we're gonna draw our free swag, so everybody can find out. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Although we did just give away Jennifer Rockhold super fan. Yeah. <laughs> if you go on and give us a review and like every yeah. single thing that we've ever posted, yeah. you also will get a free yep. shirt. Uh huh. All right. So we got here a Amber Olson. Amber Olson. So congratulations, Amber Great. Olson. Great. We will be contacting you. Find out what size you'd like. Yes. And we'll send you your swag. And then, and then all we ask for is a little snapshot of you wearing your swag. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Preferably like in a large, no wait, not, never mind. Later in COVID, you can go to a yeah. place where there's a lot of people. <laughs> Maybe not, this summer. Not quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay. That'd be fun. Cool. All right. All right. Great. Should we draw one more? All right. Fine. I can do that. Okay. I have two hands. I didn't, I didn't write out all of the last names. Uh-oh, so here we go. I probably should maybe hold the name back. Never mind. This one says, wow. Hey, Justin Retzloff. There we go. That's fantastic. I'm so excited. So you also will have to, we'll get a cut. We'll get in contact with you and you'll yeah. get you the right size. And thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for sharing. Yes. We're going to do this again. Yes. Um, when are we going to do this again? Like, we'll have to do it soon. We'll do it no, soon. Yeah. We'll do it soon. Um, and then we do have these, we drew it out of the sweet Yeti mug here. Yeah. We so we're going to have to think of a cool way to uh, give those away. Yeah. If you have any ideas for a cool giveaway plan. Let us know. Ooh, Shoot mm-hmm. us a message. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be great. All right. Okay. okay. You ready to go? No. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. That's how we start. All that's right. That's how we roll. What the heck? See, we started with something fun and light and <laughs> and exciting like giveaways, and then we'll do what, what the heck. To, well, mine's pretty light. No, it's not light, but anyway, okay. go ahead. All right. Well, Johnson & Johnson um, came out, an article came out today in the Star Tribune that Johnson & Johnson has to toss 15 million doses of oh. COVID-19 vaccines because of human error. Um, it led to a mix-up of ingredient amounts at the manufacturer here in the United States. So the Star Tribune is reporting that future shipments to the U.S. are halted while the FDA investigates. However, I need to throw in this disclaimer because it's very important all of the doses that are currently being administered uh, in the United States and elsewhere were produced in the Netherlands, highly regulated, like it was overseen and it was totally safe. They are not affected by this. Sweet. So this does not affect what's, what's what currently was going on. The other one didn't say. Which one? You said that. Well, the mess happened here yeah. in the United States. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. So now the FDA has to go and investigate. And like, I guess the um, the company that was manufacturing this where the area was, was a they've had numerous violations yeah. yes it wasn't johnson and johnson directly yeah. it's the company that's manu- doing the manufacturing for them they've had several violations so anyway this is gonna it's a real bummer because like we're starting to hit the stride yeah where it's like vaccines uh, all over the place yes and then my thought was can you imagine being that employee oh no i just like oh crap like i can't imagine sandwich in there and yeah it's like, oh, I, no. I just i can't imagine a from what I was reading, the facility was manufacturing two different 
vaccines. Oh, they got a little mix up. And in these, there was a mix up, but 15, 15 million, million is a lot. That's a lot. So anyway, what the heck? What the heck? <sighs> I had to the whole thing. I have to, I also have to point out, like I saw a report today. So it's a, a, a little dig, not dig, call out on the Biden administration. They knew about this a week ago and they haven't said anything about it. About this Johnson and Johnson yeah. facility? Oh. Like the, the administration knew ahead of time before it was like released, okay. which is fine. I'm you sure know, that they have like, to it be is notified, sort of like, but yeah. You just, you literally just had a big speech that you gave about how all the vaccines are going great and you, yeah. and you didn't mention like, oops. So are you the type of person who, when they see something like this, is prone to be like, ah, I'm they see, they're just screwing them all up. No. Okay. Cause I'm usually usually I'm the like, oh, the system's working. Yeah. Like and you, I you think caught, people go one way or the other. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, if this happened, then they yeah. probably are covering up anyway. Right. All right, cool. And it was it was also just very great to see like none of the stuff from this plant has gone out sure. anywhere. Right. Like this is a new, like just getting started in manufacturing. So they haven't sent anything anywhere. So it, it doesn't affect anyone right. other than this 15 million is a little hiccup. The, the um, white house um, communication. I, I can't think of the title right now. Jen, Jen Saki. Yes. Yep. Um, she was on today and said like, this actually won't, they're not expecting this right. to impact, um, the, the pace numbers. of vaccination, yep, yep. like, cause it's not going to really be a lasting impact. So that cool. was good, but did, what the heck? Did you appreciate the, when Biden like a week ago came out when like, Hey, we met our goal. We're setting a new goal. And yeah. it was, again, it was another <laughs> tiny, tiny little baby steps goal. It's like, like he doubled. I know, but like the pace that they're, he doubled it and then gave it a, a timeline. I don't remember what the timeline is. Within the hundred days, they're gonna yeah. knock that down yeah. in like three weeks. That's what your goals are supposed I know. to be attainable, I just Mike. It's adorable because it's like. Do you remember um, though? Today when he, we're going to take a nap. When he first said he was gonna do a hundred million in his first hundred days, everybody was like, "Whoa!" No, that's not what everybody said. Whoa! It seemed like it seemed like well, you said that whoa. was a reach. That was that was. Because at the a, time we weren't crazy, we weren't lousy no, with a vaccine, no. and now we're like, we need to start figuring out how to give these away. Because that's kind of funny. Because on my internet, what I read was <laughs> when he made that announcement, it was there was actually quite a few people who were like, "Really, a hundred million? Like we can do better than that?" Wow, like, yeah. I didn't see that. We hadn't, okay, we hadn't gotten ramped up yet, no. but all of the pieces were already in place and in yes. motion that they're sure. like, yeah, this is, and so that's fair. Yeah. Every time he sets a goal, knocks it down. That's the way knock you should down. have goals. Like T-ball. But maybe knock it down. stretch yourself a little bit, but make it attainable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. What the right. heck? I had, I'm going to give, I'm going to give an honorable mention though, because it's that disgusting that last time we doubled up <laughs> with the peeps. You had this yes. one on the peeps. So I just want to mention yeah. peeps are disgusting Pepsi and, and peeps. Pepsi peeps don't go together. So gross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, mine was is um, from it's a little international. What the heck? Nice. So I saw this headline go by that said the Swiss Army is set to allow female soldiers to wear women's underwear for the first time. What? <laughs> yeah. What? And I had to read the article like four times because it doesn't really explain it exactly what the difference is, but essentially, <laughs> essentially, one of the quotes was previous army equipment and uniforms were. Too little or not at all geared toward the specific needs of women. So I can only imagine that they've been, they have like some standard issue military underwear. Wow. That the women wow. have been wearing. <laughs> and it's welcome this, to yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so they made this announcement that they're going to be allowed to wear women's underwear, which I think oh is gosh. good for everybody. Like, oh I don't care who you are. If you're in uncomfortable underwear, you're right. no fun I to be want, around. Right. Yeah. And I want all of my soldiers to be like comfortable yes. in their <laughs> underwear. Um, anyway, so they're also going to make some tweaks to uniforms. The uniforms are going to be the same, but they're going to like do some different like uh, adjustable things. So you can cut them a little like the uniforms will still be standard, but like there'll be adjustable waist so you can bring them in instead of wearing like giant baggy things. I just thought it was interesting. So they're trying to get more, fem like be more open for female candidates. Sure. So they're trying to make it more comfortable to be a Swiss army okay. person. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, did we talk about this at all? Because this we was did not. a couple weeks ago, there was a, some hubbub about the U.S. military allowing, because they were making some changes too, um, allowing more hairstyles for women. Um, like you can have longer hair, you can have braids. 
sure. um, things like that, mm-hmm. and also making some changes to uniforms to accommodate pregnancy. And I think this is all great, but I was sort of like, wh- why? Welcome to 1950. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. what the heck? Why is this just happening now that you'd be like, you know, maybe we should make a couple. Maybe you should have things. clothes that fit. I don't. Like, I don't mind wow. if the rule is like, if you want to be a soldier, you have to be able to carry the pack yeah. and, and the yeah. gun. Yep. But you like, be- you should be able to wear whatever comfortable underwear you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Also, why would you still need to regulate underwear? Like, just. Because the whatever. army regulates anyway. everything. So I'm sure there's probably a couple of either uh, current, um, you know, uh, military personnel or former military personnel if you want to chime in send us some messages yes. about like let us know if there is any good reason whatsoever to why i can't just wear my own it. underwear <laughs> right wow like, uh anyway so yeah. that was the way what the heck what so the heck kind of light i guess yeah happy for them good yep. for them good. i also learned that the united states has the most uh the highest percentage of women in the armed forces of like any country is that like per our total Military, yeah, like, the, like all, all of our armed forces. Okay, yeah, not just because we have the largest military of all the. No, world? no, no. Like okay. percentage-wise, per capita, we have of, yeah. more women um, serving in okay. armed forces than any other country. That's and cool. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know, and I know nothing about that in terms of military history, but like, were we the first ones to? No. Okay. Do you know when that <laughs> happened? Uh, in the United States. Yeah. Well. No, I don't know the it's specific a dates. Hole, it's a big rabbit hole because there was, if you can include like the auxiliary, like so oh, there was like, you yeah, know, yeah. so that's since like World War yeah. One. Sure, no. Um, but women in the military is relatively new, like our lifetimes. Sure. And then spe- specifically women in combat, that's comparatively like just yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's been longer, but. S- super interesting. Have you ever watched Drunk History? Mm, I've only seen little snippets. Okay, so we just um, watched this because my husband came across an article that um, Mandy Moore was on an episode and actually won an Emmy for this. For being so, drunk? Yeah. No, she wasn't drunk. Oh, she's doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. So we had to go watch it anyway. And it was about women, um, in the civil war. Oh, um, it was actually quite interesting anyway. So drunk history made us laugh. Yeah. I have only seen the little bit where it's, uh, who's the actress, April Ludgate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not, I have to look her name up. Ludgate actress. There we go. <laughs> My wife is screaming it at the thing. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey she, Plaza does it. And she does, um, she's Cleopatra. Oh, I haven't the seen. the lady, and they're just, okay. oh, it's so funny. I'll have to go watch it. Oh, it's disgusting because the story is gross. Sure. But like, so funny. My connection to your story is that I learned some things about women oh, yeah, helping never mind. in the I military. Was, yes, there you go. By watching Drunk History. Okay. So anyway, yes, but it's a funny show. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're going to dig in. Yeah. Take a deep dive, right? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. So we're going to talk. Yeah. Maybe not a super deep dive. Probably not. Maybe just. Just shallow. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kind of a shallow guy. So we're going to talk about statehood. Yeah. And I just want to throw this out there first. If you are on Instagram, um, you can go and look at Sharon Says So. <laughs> so. I have reached out to them because I think she should come on our show um, because she's from Minnesota. And now she's like making it big. So talk to us because we're from Minnesota, Sharon. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she did a really great um, series Explainer. of Instagram stories about yep. statehood and like answered a lot of questions that people had about statehood, which I wish we could do live. Like yeah. people could throw us questions and we'd answer them. But anyway, if you are More at all curious, that would be. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be great. Um, we would be just panicking. But anyway, go there and check out her story because she did a really great job of answering questions about that. All right. So I, I'm going to get us in trouble because I'm so I don't do the Instagram. Oh, that's right. And I've tried to look at the things and it make no sense to me. OK. And so sometime you're going to have to sit down yeah. with me and show me like yep. a good one. Yeah. Sharon is now on Twitter. Oh, I have not found her there. That's great. It's not Sharon says so. It's Sharon Mc- McMahon. Mc- McMahon, is that how you say it? McCann. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed. Oh. It's mostly, I mean, it's not bad. It's yeah. just like, it's inspirational stuff. Sure. And I'm like, where oh. is the funny history yeah. stuff? Okay. That's and the on only Instagram. ones I see reposted are like when she About does whales? the distorted face oh, filters. Yeah. And yeah. I don't get that. No. Yeah. And so, She's so you should come on this. Anyway. You should come on the you show should. for Tammy. Um, and then also to shame And also me. because yeah. you were a former social studies teacher. Yeah. That's where she started too. I just, it, She you know. seems like she probably was better at it. Um, uh, anyway. Anyway. Okay. All right. So statehood. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're probably, I just warned you that we're probably not going to like argue much about it because 
I don't think they're really, we're, they're not really going to come up on two different sides of this. But anyway, yeah. So this might be really short. <laughs> Statehood, and That's specifically, fine. what we're talking about is mainly Washington D.C. Yeah, and then also Puerto Rico. Sorry, Puerto Rico, you get second shift because Washington D.C. That's in the news yes. right now. Yes. Um. And and so anyway, so yeah. yeah, they're talking about that, not just sort of like, let's talk. Or did you want to talk about statehood? Let's talk about statehood. No, no I don't want to talk no. about that. We're talking about should Washington D.C. be its own state? Yeah, and maybe maybe should Puerto Rico? <sighs> so go. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, because we should have our own pocket constitution in the studio. Thank you. It. Did you actually bring it this I'll time? Bring it. I'll go get. It. <laughs> he has it in his bag this time nice work anyway um i did have to like go and say what are the rules about statehood the constitution gives congress the authority to admit new states and oh thank you we have our constitution um it basically says congress can do this and congress has the power to say that a current state can't split into more than one Sorry, California, Texas. Sorry, South Dakota. Um, <laughs> New South Dakota. New South Dakota. And also you can't join we up with a neighboring that, right? state to become a super state. So the Dakotas cannot like just become one super state. Congress has the authority to say yes or no. Um, the new state, the other rule is that the new state can't be part of an old state. So like DC can't be part of Massachusetts and then try to say, I want to be my own. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't tracking at first, but now yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah, we can just do this. Yeah. So the constitution was actually written in a way that makes it easy to add new states. The rules are really simple. There's actually not a lot of rules. So okay. there you go. Um, what happened instead, instead of it being simple is we made it really complicated because it became a fight about slavery. Right. Wow. You really dug into the deal. I wanted to know. I love it. <laughs> Did you write the Mason Dixon line? Is that on there? I it I did not include that in my notes. Okay, that's fine. Nope. All right. Mm-mm. Cool. Um, yes. So, and the other thing that should be mentioned that is in the Constitution right now about D.C. specifically is that it gives the Constitution gives the District of Columbia three electoral votes for president. Yeah. Um. So then there's this back and forth about like. Well, if you make D.C. a state, that tiny area where the federal government is would technically still have the three votes. Um, so that would need to be like amended immediately. Yeah, I think that's uh, the 23rd. I think it's the 23rd. Yeah. My pen died. Oh, here you go. Anyway, um, I think that's the 23rd Amendment. Yes. So it wasn't in the original Constitution. Right. Um, but at somewhere along the lines, there is. Enough. We'll give you a little something. Well, DC. there's enough people who live yeah. in D.C. Yeah. that are like, we need to have something. Yeah. And so they gave them those three electoral votes. Yes. I do. Th- Sorry, go ahead. No, go. No, I was going to say, I do find it interesting. So if you don't know, if you don't know. <laughs> you should, maybe. Like the District of Columbia. So when we talk about Washington, the District of Columbia. Yes. It's a small little parcel. It's almost a square. Yes. But a chunk's missing because they gave it back to Virginia. <laughs> so originally it was a chunk of Virginia and Maryland. Yes. Uh, like a like a square yeah. where the U.S. Capitol would be. If you're a Hamilton person, you would know that the U.S. Capitol originally was in New York. Yeah. Right. But they moved it to D.C. in this big, in yeah. the room where it happens. Yeah. That's right. I said it. Again, because it was about slavery a little bit. And money. Well, yeah. Because New, York, New York got the Federal Reserve. So yeah. uh, we got the banks. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> so yes. it's like this portioned off st- area to have the capital because they didn't want the U.S., the federal capital to be in any individual state. Yes. That like give that would ed- give you too much power. That would give you too much yes. power, influence or whatever. Yes. And so you mentioned that we gave part of it back to Virginia. Um, yeah, Maryland, when, but- Maryland also like gave it up. Like, so it's no longer a part of any state. Right. It's but its own thing. It had a little chunk. If you drew the square, right, right, one right. corner yeah. of it went over the Potomac into yes. Virginia. Yes. And that was again ga- not gambled away, but it was <laughs> it was given away in sort of a tug of war thing when they were when they were negotiating and yes. it's almost always slavery. There was some I don't remember yep. what it was, but mm-hmm. so now that's it's like a yes. square with a squiggly corner. Yes. But completely its own Re- entity. Entity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So DC and Puerto Rico currently hold hundreds of thousands of American citizens. Um I think the rough estimate for DC specifically was about 700,000. Um Technically, they have no real representation in government. So D.C., for example, sends reps, um, but they don't have a vote. Yeah, they, they're they non-voting. They're like 
Which what what's the point? Like, well, they can. The point is they can lobby. I mean, it's a step. I'm yeah, just saying that's what yeah. the point is: is that they um, they can have some sort of voice. They yes. just can't vote on anything. So these residents, they pay taxes. They're a member of the military. All of this stuff. Um, but they the argument for statehood is that they, it's like that taxation without representation, right? Like, sure, we want a voice too. There's enough of us here. We need to govern our you know, our little selves because right now they have a mayor in DC, for example. Yep. But like Congress sets the budget. Yeah. For DC. It's, it's, it's so weird. Sort of reminds me of the, the post office kind of thing. Like the post office is a separate entity from like, it's technically part of the U S government, but it's, it's a separate thing. Sure. But they don't have total autonomy over yes. rates and whatever it is. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing where you have, you are your own thing you have some of control, but not all of the control. Yep. Yeah. And the things that I was reading about this, like that it really came back to, uh, let's have an actual discussion about this again with the protests this past summer, like, um, and maybe two years ago too, like Black Lives Matter protests that happened in DC, mm-hmm. um, because there were issues where like they aren't, they have to get permission of some sort for like, um, police Sure. Intervention, like, the, yeah. like security was a was a problem, and mm-hmm. like we need to be able to, you know, be in control, keep of ourselves our, safe. Of our like own, we we need to be able to, yeah, push the button on that. Anyway, so it's been kind of more of a conversation or more of a serious conversation again recently. I think, um, yeah, and also one of the interesting points that I found about DC was they actually pay the highest per capita tax rate in the country. Uh, is it? It's not that the rate's higher. It's just that people who live there make more money. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also some yes, real there are, poverty there's some in real DC. Poverty. Like, it's it's a very, um, what is that called? Not stratified isn't the word I'm looking for. Um, that would be yes. There, you're, a word. It, there's not a lot there. of people, not a lot of middle class there. No. You're at the, either at the bottom mm-hmm. um, or you work at a lobbying firm and you make buco bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, that's mm-hmm. the two different groups. Yeah. Okay. So- Historically, did you did you see that Puerto Rico doesn't pay income taxes? Well, so I'm they don't really pay federal confused. income taxes. Yeah, yeah, but they pay taxes. They pay other taxes. Yes, yeah. I mean so they pay taxes. It was like 3.6 billion. The article I read about Puerto Rico was from the hurricane, where they were like, oh, sure. "What the hell? We're, Show up and help us." Right. Hello. We paid 3.6 billion dollars in taxes. Yep. To be a part of your country. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but not a part of your country. But not a part of your country. So it's just. There's so much of this stuff that was just messy. Yeah. Like it, it is messy. It doesn't make sense to me. There's more people living in DC than Wyoming or Vermont. Like, yeah. So there's people there. There's no rule in the constitution about like the minimum size that a state has to be or the minimum size that the federal, you know, district has to be like, it just can't be, there's a maximum, there's a size. maximum there's for a that, maximum for the federal for the area. Right. Yeah. But yeah. not the, not the minimum. So like, I, Yeah. All of all of my reading about this just led me to be like, this is a no brainer for me. But I think what's super interesting, like we said, initially these arguments about adding states went back to slavery. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're not gonna let you have states unless you give us one because otherwise you're gonna yeah. take away our rights to have when slaves. It, when it was the north versus the south. Yes. Like and so we would they would make deals all the time. Yes. We're gonna add this state, but then we're gonna add this other yeah. slave state, and yeah. so we keep it even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always how they were added. Like you add two at a time. Yeah. And so then you can keep it balanced. Keep, right. Right. Um, yeah. No. Now the concern is like it probably wouldn't be balanced. Well, if you that's added, the, if you so added DC and Puerto Rico, when the you when you line is that they would right. both be democratic. When you line it all up, it's very easy to say, well, this is like this is a no brainer. Why don't we just make them a state? Um, but then that is it. That is a huge concern. I do find it because most likely, DC, the new DC state, what I don't know what they call it, District of Columbia State, whatever they call it, um, is going to have two senators, and they're going to be Democratic senators. So the the District of Columbia historically votes overwhelmingly Democratic. Yeah, which I find fascinating. Why? Because like it's the city itself. I mean, I understand that there's a lot of people who work for the government there, but sure. not everybody who works for the government is Republican. Right. And not to that level. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's like, 
80 percent. I mean, yeah, like the it's numbers really huge. overwhelming. It, so yeah. it's not like, oh, it's a 65 percent Democratic lean, leaning city or whatever. I mean, it's hugely Democratic. Yeah. I just I just think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so there is I think that's a real concern and I find it really annoying. So here's my like my one complaint maybe is like the Democrats generally who are pushing for this. Now, D.C. has voted Recently, I don't remember yes. if it was in the last two years yep. on a referendum basically saying we want statehood. And it was overwhelming majority. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know if you I have got the, the number there. Down, but. Um, and now there's a bill, and is it, I think it's HR 51. Does that mm-hmm. sound right? Yep. Okay. So HR 51. So there's actually a bill in Congress right now to make DC a state, which is again yes. why we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, when the Democratic side blows off the concern that republicans have that you're going to get two extra senators uh, that's annoying to me because oh, that's the, the, being blown off yeah okay. then it's like well that's you know the only reason you're against this well yeah that might be the only reason but politically speaking that's a huge reason and historically like you pointed out like this has been a, a contentious thing yeah it's not new no um but it was i mean it was interesting too one of the things i read i didn't know about was when uh, North Dakota. So the Dakota territories was one area. And when they became states, there was a Republicans strong arm that uh-huh. to split it in two so yep. that they could get four. They wanted to pad. Two. They wanted to pad their majority. Yeah. Colorado was that way. Also, I thought it was interesting. Um, what I what I read, I read a super interesting article about that and like that um, Southern secession meant, among other things, that the region was no longer represented in Congress. So the party of Lincoln took full advantage like right. they just went on a, it was like a barn burner yep. thing, like Nevada, um, the North Idaho, Montana, the Dakotas, like all of this. And then they solidified their power. Then Montana, Washington, Wyoming split Dakotas into two states. Like, and don't forget that was under, that was well, no, but, that was no, like, let's add two at a time and one right. of each. It this got, it was, was like, like, now we're going to go crazy. Well, I think that's fair. You left the union. <laughs> so like, fine. you like, we're going to keep going like, oh, no, we're going to so, do. We're it's do, so important to remember that at the time, at Republicans the time, and Democrats were kind, kind of, of flopped. opposites. Right. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't mean Tammy left the union. No, but, no, no. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tammy would have been a Republican probably, which is sort of fun to think about. Um, I guess yes. that means I might have been Rhett Butler then. Ooh. That's mm. not good. Mm. Anyway. Um, so I think. To me, that argument, and that's one of the biggest pushbacks from Republicans about admitting D.C. or Puerto Rico, which Mm -hmm. it should be mentioned, support for statehood from Puerto Rico, like in Puerto Rico, support is not as great. It's not as great as D.C. No, I mean, it's it's like slightly over half, but they would rather just like get rid of us and (laughs) be their own. Sort of. There was more support for that. Anyway, so, but D.C. is all in. Um, But I think that this argument about we're not going to do this because it would give you your team more senators. Yeah. I feel like that says something about like, maybe you might have to, you know, change your approach. If that means, you know what I mean? Like, especially, especially like in the last couple of elections where there's been some surprises and, you know, things have gone blue that shouldn't have, or things have gone red that shouldn't have, or weren't expected to, whatever. Um, those damn polls. Um, (laughs) I just, I just feel like maybe we should get to, we should want to get to a point where we're mixing that up a little bit more. Like. Okay. No, you don't think so? No, I'm just trying to figure out like, how that is connected to this well, so like, situation. So yeah, if you add DC, your senators most likely would definitely be Democrat. Democrats. Um, but then change your approach to appeal to more of America if that's what you're worried about. Like, Because the current claim is like for redistricting, for example. Like we can draw the lines. It doesn't matter, whatever. Republicans know that the way that lawns are being drawn is favoring them, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, right? So any, any, anybody, anybody in power, anybody who's drawing the lines. Anybody who's drawing right the lines. Right now, more Republicans are drawing the lines. Um, so I just, I just think like it's not really the, – the argument against that is like, well, Democrats, you're going to have to figure out a different way to win. Well, here, Republicans, figure out a different way to win. I I just don't think that there's a very solid argument there because 
all of the senators are technically up for grabs every time. If you can appeal to them, appeal to these voters. They're not all up for grabs oh, at the same time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. They're, they're all oh, elected. Sorry. I should. Yes. Yeah. They're all, they're all elected. Yes. Not at the same time. No. No. But like they're all across the board. You can, you can win an election technically, right? Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but you, in this in this I'm regard, rambling because it's yes. late, but do you know what I'm talking about? I, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but in this regard, I think that's not a very great argument. <laughs> well, because it is so overwhelmingly democratic that there is not there is no way that a Republican could contort themselves in any shape. What's super interesting is that there um there is a camp that is saying like just go back and be part of Maryland. Yeah. That's um, a, I, retro secession, I yeah. think it was called. And they're like Maryland doesn't want them. Yeah. And DC is like, hell no. <laughs> but but because from a Republican standpoint, like they're already Democrats. Don't you think in, that would be fair? In Maryland, so just go there and be. Do you think that that would be a, a, a fair compromise? If the goal is representation that for, would be, that would be for the DC resident, what, and you can't get it, if you can't get it through just outright statehood, yeah. don't you think that that's a fair compromise? I think that that would accomplish representation. Yeah. But you don't but, like it. But no, no, no. I don't. I don't, I don't, like I don't say that. Oh. I like. Can you force Maryland to take that back? Like, if they're saying they don't want it, we don't want it. Like, well, I, no. I mean, I mean, you know what I, I mean. Think like, you, so I don't then, think you can force them. So I think it's problematic because I'm not saying it's not. Problematic. Neither party wants it to happen. Okay. But I, I agree with you. I think there you would, then you would have your representation. Well, maybe they You'd need get your a, voice. Maybe they need to give it a bigger shot. <laughs> well, I mean. Because that would they Maryland would then gain a couple of House seats, like you would get more representation in the House of Representatives because that's by population. So yeah. they would get some extra representation. So yeah. the Democrats would get some more. Sure. And the Republicans don't have to worry about two Democratic senators, which is a bigger deal. Maybe it's worth more than two House of Representatives people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so representatives. If but that <laughs> was really only the only thing. And like, I would think that they're so I find it a little bit disingenuous on both sides that Democrats are like, oh, no, this is weird. P- pure. We are purely for the people and we want access for them to have representation. And that's why we're pushing for statehood. If that was the case, that seems to be a better play. Like that's a doable play. You'll have to sell it. To the sure. people in Maryland. Yeah. Like, what are they going to get out of Which it? It's just super interesting how, like, what's the big deal? Like, this could actually benefit you maybe a little bit, but they're like, nah, well, we don't want that. And that's another thing that was like how, so I read that too. And one of the, one of the rebuts was like, oh, well, that's a, the retro recession isn't a good solution because DC doesn't want that. They voted for, didn't even put the other choice on the ballot. So it's not like they had, like they had a nice robust debate and everybody decided like, this is the best, like I can't imagine anyway. So I think that's an interesting, interesting idea. It's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Um, If the shoe is on the other foot, absolutely. Democrats would be going hell to the no. Are we giving you two more seats? If, if the, if the, if the DC area was 85% Republican and Republicans are like, well, we want them to have representation. The Democrats would be like, no, not happening. That is not happening. And you know that. If you really. Can you imagine a world where it just was like, we just want everybody to just. Just get along. Play fair and everybody gets represented. Yeah. I would love to say that that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, of course, because it's political power. And that's what the states have been about all along is political power. So also, I, I know that this is sort of people poo poo on this too it's a it's even easier i mean it's not easy i know that people live in dc i know they have history in dc but if you live in dc and you are ultimately worried about your representation in congress you could move three miles to the east north or west still work go to the same schools if you don't like it move Except for this those is people way, who are living in poverty who those, can't do this that. This is way easier to do <laughs> than... <laughs> Just tell everybody to move out. No, 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 no. I mean, then, and I understand, like, if you live in, you know, the middle of Montana and you're like, well, I want to move to Florida. Well, that's a big deal. But sure. literally... <laughs> three miles. Three miles. Yeah. And you could have it. So I don't know. So maybe maybe I'm just an old curmudgeon. Maybe I am just a booger. Maybe I don't want Democrats to have two more seats. 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I do find it interesting. My initial reaction to this, because this has been around for a long time. We've been talking about this since at least I was in high school. Yep. Um, it was was more of a gut felt like, no, we have 50 states. That's the perfect number. No, it's the 50 nifty United States. <laughs> uh, like, what are we how do you make a song? rhyme? How yeah. do you do the flag? Um, you know, like, oh, we've changed the flag so many times. I know. Well, like fine. that was kind of interesting when I looked into this is that I didn't realize. I mean, I knew in the back of my head that Hawaii and Alaska became states in 1959. Yeah. Super recent. So mm-hmm. I for because I'm totally dumb. I Googled it. There's 41 million Americans who are alive today that were alive when they became a state. Yeah. Like it wasn't that long. T- no. That wasn't that long ago. Yep. Um, that we did that. Yeah. And so that's kind of a bad one. What is terribly annoying to me is that you don't, that in the media right now or in the Congress had some hearings about it and like the Republicans aren't making real strong arguments about, oh my gosh, let's do the retro thing instead because that would get every, you know, again, I go back to the, can we agree on what the goal is, right? Both sides can agree. American citizens should have representation. Yes. All right. How are we going to accomplish that? Right. Instead, it's just it's the you don't have a landfill. You don't have a car dealership. Yes, it was. Or another another person said you don't have enough manufacturing. You don't have an airport. Like, have you been there? Plus half of the things that they were like, you don't have these things that like they they do. do. (laughs) Yeah. Like we can show you. It's definitely unforced error, which drives me up the wall because I'm like, you could make a case for some of these other things, but now you look like an idiot. Your arguments are not valid right now. It makes you look petty. Yep, it does. And then the other side's like, oh, they just hate people. Yeah. Because you're making horrible. Because you're making up crap. You're you're literally making up crap. (laughs) So one piece of commentary that I thought was super interesting that maybe speaks to your other argument about the radical leftist agenda <laughs> i said it was, no it was these words I, no, say, from I quote. never said those words <laughs> i mean it was implied but um no okay so they said the idea that it's part of a radical leftist agenda doesn't really match up with history because and i was not aware of this because this was before my time but there was a time relatively recently where plenty of Republicans thought that this was a problem for the district, this taxation without representation thing. Sure. Both conservative icon Barry Goldwater and former President Nixon favored statehood. 72 and 76 Republican Party platforms both endorsed voting rights for D.C. in the House and Senate. Both chambers in 78 passed a proposed constitutional amendment to that effect. Like half of the GOP senators voted for it. Not enough states ratified it, so it died. But so hasn't only been like a leftist thing um there was support from republicans for a time Mm -hmm. um interestingly i think some of the other commentary that i read about it was about like um not like keeping people of color disenfranchised which is interesting Mm -hmm. um based on you know just geographical location of where it's located. I don't know. So there, there's interesting conversation, I think. And just reading about this, I learned a lot of things and also several ideas like this retro secession, whatever. Retro secession. Like several of these things like, oh, okay, that's a new thought. Nobody has said that in my conversation. Like I've never heard that before. Right. Also interesting, I thought a lot of this, I didn't learn in, in school. school. Right. No idea. Yeah. You didn't. So what part didn't you learn? Like that DC wasn't a state? Because <laughs> no, I, I really that. hope we covered that. <laughs> no, I knew that DC wasn't a okay. state. Just checking. Um, yes, I Are you talking graduated about like, from college. Like the way, the of, way the states came to be. Yeah, like, or just the why. I think, I think we brush over, and there's a lot of fiery debate about this, and we can get into state school standards next Yay. week. Um, but I think... I think a lot of the stuff about slavery or about keeping people of color from having more access, whatever, like that's was not mentioned when I was going through history. I think there's a lot of conversations about that now, like to tie in more of that because sure. it, it did shape a lot of policy. It shaped a lot of this mm-hmm. debate throughout our history as a country. Um, so I just think that a lot of that was interesting to me. I knew some of that. Obviously I knew that, you know, it was about slavery initially. 
Um, and that that's why we have the two senators thing, because the smaller states were worried that they would lose their voice Yep. Um, in regards to slavery um, specifically. But so, yes, I knew some of it. I just some of this nuance and finer details yeah. was not a part of my history education there. Did you ever see a show called how the States got their shapes? No, I think, I don't know if it was a national geographic show or a history channel show or something like that. You should look it up. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And cause they, every show they did one or two States and they would talk about how they were to be drawn the way they are. Yeah. And they cover not obviously extensively, but a lot of that kind of, politicking that would go along with like how did why do we have two north you know yeah. north and south dakota and why does the minnesota have the northwestern angle and like but also like the the politics involved in where you draw the lines for states i just thought it's anyway so that's a little sidebar you very watch, interesting you find out mm-hmm. some stuff about that plus like it's entertaining it. okay well that's um, even better no i think that this is one of those i find it interesting because this is one of those things that one like we mentioned has been talked about a lot mm-hmm. for years and years and years yep it's a thing that i would guess almost any halfways politically engaged person has a has a knee-jerk response to okay like you're either for it or against it should dc be a state you know like you're and it breaks very hard on currently on ideological lines between republicans and democrats generally speaking interestingly even trump had made a statement when he was running <laughs> like that he Maybe supported statehood yeah i was like whoa yeah. well of course he walked that back later but um yeah but it's also one of those things where like most of us don't know jack about the situation yeah like we have these really strong and so it's just a good reminder and it's in i would say to anyone listening it's also a good reminder like if there's a hot button issue, yeah, like most likely we don't have all the information. Yep. Go learn about it. And most likely our current political affiliation probably had some drastically different positions on either side. In history. In history. Yeah. Yep. So like in some form, some degree, like there's not really a lot of permanence, but we feel like there's a lot of permanence. Yeah. Like if I'm a Republican, I have to be against statehood for the D.C. Yeah. Although if you look, if you, if you isolated out just the effect it would have on my team and you just look at the facts laid before you, yeah, I don't see how you can come away thinking like at least something needs to be done, whether it's a retrograde thing or they become a state, like something needs to be done for these because they are U.S. citizens. So maybe that is what I was trying to get at without being able to formulate any words and just verbal vomiting all the way through it. I'm a verbal processor in case well, you, you haven't noticed listeners. Um, so I have to like formulate my thoughts by speaking them out loud. Anyway, um, <laughs> is that it, it shouldn't be about how will this impact my political party team? It should be about these are freaking citizens of our country. Let's do what's right for them. Like, and I would hope that I would say that either way on the other end, if you're going to add, what would you even add that would be more Republican? I don't even know. Um, but like, I mean, because Puerto American Rico would. Samoma, uh, Simona, Samoa. 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 There you go. There we go. Um, so anyway, like I would hope that I would say the same, same thing on the other side. Like this should not be like you said, let's if you just if you isolate that out right. and we just looked at the stuff, let's take care of these people. And and to me, that's all it should be. It should not be about, well, this will negatively impact one political party. Our country isn't about it's it wasn't for political parties. It was for the people. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. The trick, though, for you, then, is to remember it's easy to say that when your side will benefit. So like it's I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so I agree with you. But also, even if it's not the best, um, it's not the purest motive. It's a real concern and it shouldn't be just blown off. And be like, well, that's too bad. Because if it was the other way around, I know you're saying I would hope, but I'm guessing, generally speaking, your team, question mark, or not question, (laughs) air quotes, air quotes, your team would be less inclined to be so supportive if they knew, I mean, like particularly right now, like let's just say that the tables were turned right now. Do you think there's a chance in hell that the Democrats would vote to give Republicans two more seats in the Senate for the next cycle. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. But, but I think for me, that is 
what is so broken about, about the whole system, about the whole system right. is that it should not be about that. And yeah, I think that's, that's why I get feisty. I get, I get angry at either team when it, when it is about that. Cause like get the, get the money out of it, get the, whatever, like this yeah. is supposed to be what's best for the citizens of this country instead of like, no, I'm just going to vote this way. Cause that's what team I'm on. No, yeah, you're supposed to vote for me. So figure it out, figure it out. Maybe yeah. they'll just split. Like, could we make it? Could we make a? I was trying to think. I literally was trying to come up with like, what kind That's of a better solution? No, like, what could be? What could be like? Could we go? All right, for the first um, four cycles, it's split fifty fifty. You get it, there's a Republican and Democrat. Interesting. And then after that, it then so you get then you, you get, get to four, actually vote. You get four <laughs> four cycles. Well, but like you can't vote now. Here, so we'll give you Mitch McConnell. <laughs> For it, eight years. I was going <laughs> to, now that you brought it up, I was going to give you props. It's been like at least two episodes <laughs> and you haven't even said his name. <clears throat> so that's pretty impressive. But no, okay, you, like I'm a just, phased I'm in just approach. trying to figure sure. out like, could you do sure. a phased in approach? I thought it was really interesting. So the, the proposal, one of the proposals out right now is that it would, the district of Columbia would sh- just shrink. So like the capital, there's like two square miles yeah. or something like that. Yep. The White House, the Capitol would continue to be, because that is in the Constitution, yes. that it can't be part of the state, so the, yep. the Capitol needs to be there. Yep. Um, but currently, the 23rd Amendment says that they get three electoral votes. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, well, we don't want the Bidens to be able yeah. to have three electoral <laughs> votes. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. So, so you'd have to amend that real quick. Right. Well, they, so one of the things was like, you're never going to get the amendment changed under the current circumstances. Like, we're never going to get it repealed because you need to get all the states to get on board with that. You need two thirds of the states to repeal it. Oh, uh-huh. So then they were like, but you could change it so that they are automatically um, given. So there's three votes. So the popular vote would get two and the loser would get one. So like, I was like, oh, that's kind of a huh. elegant way. So like stuff like that, where it's like, well, here's a sticking point. Is there some sort of like bizarro compromise we can come up with to at least yes. get Right. All moving forward. Right. But oh, I, I didn't come up with anything other than like coin toss. I don't know. <laughs> no. No. There are states that do that. Well, like we all do that. Don't do that. Well, that's if you if it's a tie. Nope. For the commissioner that's of whatever. Why you can have rank choice, right? Coin. The Puerto Rico thing is a little bit different. Obviously, they're it not is. as they're not as interested in as a general yeah. rule. They're not as interested. I think it's super interesting to that people don't realize that like Puerto Ricans are still U.S. citizens, yeah. Um, but they don't have some of the same access and and representation and stuff like that. But I think that's interesting. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm it's on my list. I think we mentioned it before. There's a book called How to Hide an Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which so if people don't know, there's like five different U.S. territories. There's Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, American Samoa, Samoa. <laughs> uh, and the other ones. Guam. Are, is it? Uh, Not anymore. Guam? Wow. Guam, you just put us right yep. on the spot. Guam and the Northern Mariana Islands. So anyway, okay, never basically, would have known that one. basically Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then most of the South Pacific. Yeah. That's <laughs> not in like, you know, China or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that those are territories. They're technically sort of quasi, they're like, they're not their own countries, but they're not part of the United States. And it's, it's, it's kind vi- of like super um, interesting. Colonizers, right? Like, well, but we were the happy colonizers. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know that Hawaii would say that to us. They chose us. Well, well, it was either us or Japan. Some rocky, there's some rocky history. I'm not saying but, it was great. But I'm just it's saying it's basically yeah. it, yes. what it is right now. Right, is basically like colonial, whatever. Like we're kind of in charge of you, but yeah. you're kind but of you're kind of on your own, and mostly we just want to put a base you. there. Yeah, we yeah. want to. Anyway, yeah. So, I think. Hmm. So I don't know. We're not going to solve this one no. at all. But it was, I, I definitely suggest to people to do, I hate the term, but do some research. Yeah, do some reading do about some it. Do some reading I, about it. And, and My position didn't change. Like, I think, and I think I can honestly say that my position was the same before I switched parties also because I'm just like, dude, let them, whatever. Let them have it. Yeah. Right. Um. So... Whatever, I guess either team can be mad at me about that. But um, do the reading a little bit. Mm-hmm. And even though my position didn't change in all the things that I read, I learned things. Yeah. And also your perspective can grow 
a little bit when you read, you know, like, oh, okay, I didn't consider that idea. Maybe that's worth talking about. Or yeah. So And I might be late to the party, um, in terms of like so I would actually say that in this instance, when I was when looking into it and reading about it, my position has changed to be more pro something. So previous, <laughs> well, I mean, like previously, I was like, you know what, just leave it alone. Oh, it's been yeah. this way for however long. I don't want a new like, flag. I don't want a new flag. <laughs> uh, it's fifty-one. You nifty. It and doesn't also, work. the argument of like the cost of changing the flag. Yeah, no, no, that's whatever. not. That's our bad don't use arguments. That. Yeah. Um, but looking into it, I I definitely am like I think something should be done. Sure. I don't know how to figure that out. Like yeah. whether so I'm not necessarily super pro statehood, but I'm definitely pro people having a voice in their government. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we gotta figure out a way. Mm-hmm. And I so what I mean by I'm late to the party is even though we've been just like arguing about statehood or hearing about it for a long time, the retro like the thing of like becoming part of Maryland. Yeah. Again, never heard of that. No, nope, never heard of that. So is that because that all the smart people already looked at that and decided <laughs> that that was dumb? Or is that because it's that was never on the table anyway? Because people just want statehood, and, and so because I feel, Maryland don't want that, doesn't well, want him. But maybe so. Maybe they've been talking about it for a long time. I don't know. Yeah. So these are all new to me, but I kind of feel like I would like to hear more. This is what the the greatest deliberative body in the world is supposed to do. Yeah. Is supposed to get together and then talk about these things and figure out a way forward. Right. So so instead of so just do like arguing. For your team, right. get together and figure out a way forward. Right now. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That's all I got. See, like I told <laughs> I'm like, I was like, wow, we're going to really <clears throat> get at and then nope, turns out not so much, but that's fine. I think it's super interesting when you look at some of these issues, like that your arguments, not you, but yeah. like general you. General. That, your arguments are just not the right thing. Like you're arguing about the wrong thing here. (laughs) Right. And just how different the conversation would be if you actually like focused in on what actually is at stake or what actually matters. Anyway, it'd be nice. It would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? I want to do I want to do a, what that's nice. Like uh, at, at some point in time where I'm like, Hey, look, like Mitch McConnell and Schumer sat down and they're like, you know what? We really want, actually we want like people to have access to this. How are we going to come together to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (sighs) It would be so great. Anyway, it'll happen. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Except for my, Nice thing is a little bit longer. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'll do mine because mine was, I didn't even write it down because mine was, uh, my mind of mine was personal. Okay. So my youngest uh, daughter had a birthday. Yeah. Yesterday. And she's just so adorable. She's amazing. She's the weirdest person I know. <laughs> and that's saying something because I come from a family of weird yeah. people. But she, so she just turned 11 and her whole day was like, so. She's just her own person. Yep. And I respect Completely. that so mm-hmm. much. So she made her own cake uh, the day before. Like that was a thing that she wanted to do. Yep. So she picked it all out and she made her own cake. Yep. Did all that and then planned her whole day. Um, and we had pancakes in the morning and they had grilled cheese and it was wonderful. And we went out to a Mexican dinner, mm-hmm. um, which was also fun. That's probably like three times in the last year that we've gone out as a family. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which was delicious. Mm-hmm. And she got the, she wanted to go to the Mexican restaurant in town because she wanted to be on the wall. They have a wall of photos of people in sombreros. Oh, fun. For the birthdays. Yes. So she wanted to be on that. So she got a picture taken and they sang to her and everything. And then at the end of the day, she is, um, we usually do like, it's been a little bit different in COVID, but like usually we do, you get to pick a family activity. So yeah. like we go somewhere or go to sky zone or whatever yeah. it is. So she picked her activity and she wanted to watch a movie. <laughs> she wanted to watch a movie. And I'm like, Oh, like, okay. Like you want to pick out a movie? She's like, no, like I want to watch a movie. I'm like, yeah, like you get to pick it out and then we'll watch it. She's like, oh. no, I want to watch a movie by myself. And then she's like, oh. she goes, it's been a long time since I've watched a movie all by myself. I think it was Pirates of the Caribbean, but like that's, She's just got this most amazing like <laughs> personality where she's, and maybe I, uh, maybe I just 
gravitate towards it because I have a lot of my own personal, like, I hope everybody likes me sure. syndrome. Yeah. And she could freaking care less. So her whole birthday is all about like just doing her own thing yeah. and it's just wonderful. Perfect. So uh, it was great. That's awesome. It, it was nice. And then we totally forgot to eat cake. Oh. So they had cake for breakfast. Oh, that's perfect. It was perfect. Because then your celebration continues. It even keeps going that's on. That's great. On. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. She also got those Heelys. Oh, he- yes. yes. She's been wanting these for years. Wow. I didn't realize they were even still a thing. They're still a thing. Wow. So she's got these Heelys and she's got bloody knees. Oh. Um, but now I came home today and she's like just zipping all over the oh, house. Oh, awesome. She's and got it. It's totally her. Yep. It's totally her attitude. Yep. It's amazing. That's awesome. So that was, that's yeah. nice. Happy birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay. So I'm really sorry to just open up one little can of worms. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <why don't... laughs> this was in the Star Tribune this morning and I just love it. Oh, um, this is a show. It it is, yeah. and I and I acknowledge that it's it needs more than a Minnesota nice moment, but I just didn't want to let it pass by. So Governor Wallace proposed big changes to simplify Minnesota's welfare program, and the impact of this would be humongous. So Minnesota is currently the only state that still requires welfare recipients to submit an eight-page form every month detailing every aspect of their finances or really lose their aid. So basically what that plays out as is like a revolving door of like you fall off benefits, then you have to go through the thing of getting back on whatever. It's a mess. I I heard it described as, as uh, akin to doing your income taxes every month, every month, every month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also in the proposal is adjusting the aid annually to reflect the rising cost of food, rent and other essentials. That seems like a no brainer to me. It would be the second time in 35 years that they have increased or adjusted that rate. Yeah. Right? Seems like a no-brainer. Um, I'm going to link the Star Tribune article from the morning because it's worth your time and everyone should read it. I just, I love this and I think it's just so important, like we've said like probably 10 times during this episode alone, um, to take the time to actually understand something like this before rushing to conclusions. I think welfare is one of those things where we have, it's a hot button, whatever, and we kind of have snap judgments about it <laughs> snap. um <laughs> oh snap didn't even do that on purpose but this article i just thought so kudos to the star tribune they did a great job of highlighting the potential impact and also various studies that have shown like here's why this is necessary here's the damage from the current policy and here's the benefit that could happen if we change this so i just thought the the writing was great the article was excellently done um and this proposal is i'm all for it two thumbs two thumbs up I read that as well, and I thought it was super interesting. I can't find it because I don't have it in front of me. I was also sort of a little bit shocked about this the number of recipients for this um, who qualify for this. 30,000. It's, it's not very many. No. Um, I mean, obviously, 30,000 people living in poverty. We don't Terrible. want that. But no, like, right. I was like, wow. The number's lower for than you would expect. in my head, I thought it was like something totally yeah. different. And yeah. we both have mentioned it before, and we read that um, that one of the f- books that we that I read, well, we read, uh, evicted evicted mm-hmm. really helped open my eyes to the because of course I'm conservative so I'm like yeah obviously we need to make sure that people aren't abusing the system so we sure. need to have like rules in place and yeah. whatever it is but the amount of effort and time particularly if you don't have transportation readily available if mm-hmm. you don't have internet access if you don't have you know yep. you don't read yep. uh, you don't read English Yep. the amount of time and effort that is put into just applying for these things, maintaining mm-hmm. these things, it would just make it. To, the, so to me, I thought this uh, same. I was like, no brainer. Yeah. This is going to be a good thing for everybody. It actually just makes everything more efficient because it does every. So if you have 30,000, what's three times eight is 24, 24. So that's mm-hmm. 20, is that 240, 20, 24 million, yeah. 24 million pages of documents. Like every time yeah, somebody has to sift through that. We pay somebody to yeah. go through that. Yeah. So the efficiency, the efficiency. Of that is, and I think mm-hmm. didn't they say six months, it's going to be like a six month kind of deal. Um, yep. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, and it's about dang time. If we're the only ones still dragging this out, like, Oh my gosh, Minnesota, get it, on board. It has been a little eye opening as I have become a more aware adult in Minnesota that Minnesota does a lot of things really well. And mm-hmm. we also do a lot of things really poorly. Yep. And our pride in the things that we do well blinds us to the things we do poorly. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, like as, as progressive as people like to think about Minnesota, like that we're 
you know, um, progressive or liberal or whatever, like, which isn't necessarily true. It's pretty regional in Minnesota, but to still be so far behind the times on things like our rape law or our welfare policy, like right. that's, that's not progressive in yeah. any way. So no. anyway, yeah, well, this is great. awesome. And I really like it. It's nice. That's nice. Okay. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen.